Hello, we would like to welcome you to Hopeville Conversations for Women, led by two of our pastor's wives here at Inglewood Baptist Church, Jody Aiken and Carolyn Reese. It is our prayer that you rest in the hope only Jesus offers through God's Word in our conversations today. Welcome, ladies. We're so excited that you're with us again here on Hopefield Conversations. We are thrilled about the message that we prepared to bring um, to you today, and we really um, hope that you will get some good nuggets from it and um, be able to just kind of grow from God's Word, what we're going to be sharing today. But before we get into that, um, I have been uh, talking with Carolyn earlier, just thinking about it being... It's, it's October and it's autumn and things like that. And I, I know some of the things that I like to do when it's um, autumn, fall. Mm -hmm. Is there anything specific that you love about well, fall? Well, the weather, of course, it's yeah, lovely. It and so we love to spend some time outdoors. Um, we love to do s'mores on our little Ooh, bonfire outside. Yeah, in our yard. So that's, that's lovely. But I love sipping coffee on the porch in the morning and oh, reading mm. the word of God when I have, when I have that chance to do that in the right, morning. So, right. See me, I, I, I have to take a blanket when I, do that. I, I get cold <laughs> really. It, it, it is. It is. And, and really if there's, if there's any leaves still falling, I like to hear those. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite things to do is, um, uh, warm it some really hot water and make some tea Ooh. i have this little tea kettle i think that's what you call it little teapot maybe i don't know but i take um loose leaf tea leaves mm -hmm. and put them in there and let it steep oh, you know yeah. a certain amount of time yeah. so what's cool and special about my little teapot is that when it's done i have my teacup and i put the teapot on top of my uh, teacup and it drains uh, from wow, the bottom that's so well the <laughs> wonderful thing is is there's there's no tea leaves in it. Mm -hmm. So it's just all, all the goodness mm -hmm. in that. And it just, um, it just, it relaxes me. I'm yeah. a, I'm an avid coffee drinker, yeah. but especially toward the evenings, um, yeah. it, it's a great decaf. rush. Yeah, de <laughs> yes, definitely decaf, decaf tea. Yeah, yes. decaf tea, I have to do that. So, yes. but, um, but that's fun. Oh. But, yeah. Well, before we get into uh, the message that the Lord has laid on our heart, why don't we open up in prayer? Let's and would it. you mind doing that? Yeah, all right. Lord, thank you again for this time that we can come together and just discuss your word. Um, your word is such a gift and it's so full and it's so active and um, it's amazing what you reveal to us when we spend time with you through your word. Um, thank you for the gift of your word. Thank you for giving it to us. And I pray that this time that we spend um, studying your word is um, helpful and encouraging and um, that it prompts us to do something. pray that you'll... Um, reveal in our hearts and our lives what you want us to do um with the word that we hear today in jesus name amen 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 thank you yeah. so um the title of what we're kind of calling this uh, you might have noticed is false accusations in stephen mm -hmm. And so we're going to dig in a little bit about that and meddle in your business. So, yeah. <laughs> and in our yeah, own business, our own yes, business yes. And, and just kind of glean uh, from someone like Stephen mm -hmm. in the word. So yeah. if, if you uh, have a moment and you wanted to follow along with us, we're really hanging out in Acts chapter six and chapter seven mm -hmm. and just talking a little bit about Stephen. But we do want to offer you some context at the backdrop before we really get in the nitty gritty mm -hmm. of all this. So um, 
the account of Stephen is mainly found in Acts right there. Mm -hmm. But the significance is this is a turning point for the church. Stephen's experience is that turning point. Um, So also we hear about Stephen in Acts 6. That's where it just kind of begins. You first hear about him. But it's when the Hellenistic Jews and native Hebrews were complaining that their widows were being overlooked and not getting their share of needed food and care. Mm -hmm. So that's there. There was this disturbance that took place. So. Uh, at that time, there were 12 disciples trying to do it all. A lot. Yeah, the church had grown a lot. Mm-hmm. And so they were kind of trying to meet the needs of all these people. And it was getting to be too much. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they started um, electing these men who were full of character. And we'll talk more about that, too. But um, at, to serve as deacons. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. Well, well I was just yeah. thinking, um, just go ahead and bring up a yeah. point of what so I think there was something about the beginning all that what they were able to yes. do is just kind of notice um they were spending time in prayer yes yeah so what was that I love that because I as I was reading they were talking about how they had gotten really busy the church was growing mm-hmm. and they they elected these men to serve and then um the apostles decided that they really wanted to focus on like two main areas for the church. They wanted to be focused in preaching the word and prayer. And that was going to be the apostles job. So they Mm -hmm. were like the main preachers, the main pastors, they were going to focus Mm -hmm. on the word of God and prayer. And then these men would um, undertake the care of the, of the people of the church, especially these widows who had been overlooked. So Mm -hmm. these deacons were caring for the church body. And I, I just thought it was so interesting in this time that we're coming kind of out of, um, with coronavirus and how our church activities and even our home activities have kind of been stripped down and we're just kind of the bare basics of what we do. Um, what a great time to examine our own hearts, our own lives, our home life, um, and just really plug in those things that are important to us and what are important to the Lord. I think that's kind of what happened in this in this situation, they said, these are our focuses. This is what is important to us. And we think this is what Mm -hmm. the Lord wants for his church. Um, And so that just kind of occurred to me as I was reading, I thought, you know, wow, God's given us this opportunity um, where everything's been kind of stripped away. We've kind of canceled stuff. And now we have an opportunity to kind of put back what is the most important and then kind of weed out what is not the most important. And that, that is, that is such a challenge because (laughs) it's so easy to fall back into old habits. And just thinking about these guys, they, they were overwhelmed Mm -hmm. that, you know, that, that phrase that you don't have, you don't have enough time in the day to get everything that you need. And it's like, I wonder if y'all feel that way too. Mm. You know, I mean, (laughs) yeah, exactly. It's it's just one of those struggles. And as we're our calendars are filling back up, things are getting somewhat back to normal and it's ups and downs and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we really need to just kind of pause and just go, is there anything that I want to hang on to that I learned during that time of stripping, mm-hmm. you know, where God was just giving us that time away yeah. and make a commitment to keep those priorities. Yeah. And the things that you don't let those lessons learn be in vain. Yeah. I mean, that's really yeah. something I, I want. Yeah. I want those lessons to be, uh, used and fruitful right. and just to keep um, things, you know, for me, I'm just going to mm-hmm. say uh, one of the biggest things is uh, coming out of it is learning to have boundaries mm-hmm. on my, on my, yeah, everything, my, my schedule, yeah, my schedule <laughs> yeah, yeah. and what I say yes to, what I yeah. say no to, what I say maybe about, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and really just going to the Lord about it first and go, you know, 
I don't want to go back to where I was. So help me stay in yeah. those boundaries. And that's that. going to take some diligence mm -hmm. too. That's it's so yeah. easy to slip back into that. But yeah, 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 yeah I that's, think that's cool. so good. Yeah. Well, as the disciples um, realized the need for help, they set out to select a few good men. Mm -hmm. um, I like how I just phrased that. A few good men. Oh, yeah. With rep a good reputation, full of spirit and wisdom. Mm -hmm. And so Stephen, this is where we start talking mm -hmm. and hearing about Stephen. Stephen was one of those chosen men. He was actually the first deacon, which is a servant, a minister mm -hmm. in the church. Right. And he was described as being full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So while serving in this role, Stephen was full of grace and power, performing great wonders and signs, mm -hmm. showing great character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's amazing to see how God used him so powerfully in the life mm -hmm. of the church. And I thought it was so good. You know, these apostles have been the preachers, the main preachers for so long, but these deacons are really starting to... Um, you know, God was using them to do signs and wonders. So that kind of encouraged me. You don't have to be a pastor no, to, to do no. the work of the Lord. Like, mm -mm. um, these men were serving. That was their main focus there. Mm -hmm. They were serving these, these people that might've been forgotten, these widows right. and then others that were in need. Um, but God was using them so powerfully. So well, it's just so to weird. recognize this is how you can be God's hands and feet. Absolutely. You, know, you can serve him by serving others. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So that that's that's a big deal. And that's something that we can look at today. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And so, of course, um, you know, God was using them powerfully, and then Satan started to kind of work and of get up, get up. <laughs> the enemy started to work, yeah. and so there was a group of people that mm -hmm. um, did not like Stephen, did not like what he was doing. They didn't like the early church, of course, and mm -hmm. um, and so they started to spread lies that Stephen was preaching blasphemy and was talking terribly about Moses and the temple. There are just lots of rumors. Um, but what was really happening is that they could not match Stephen. They could oh, not. I love that phrase. They, yeah. know that he, they were no match for him. They were not, <laughs> not because of Stephen, but no, because of the no, Holy Spirit yes, in his life. Right. You know, he was doing stuff. He's doing these signs and wonders. He was um, talking boldly about the gospel. That was the Holy Spirit at work in him. And these people mm -hmm. knew that they could not mm -hmm. fight him. So this is the way they chose to fight him right. um, by spreading these lies. And, you know, the high priest confronted Stephen and asked if he were, these things were true. And, mm -hmm. and Stephen responds. And if y'all don't have time today, go back and look um, in Acts 7 and see Stephen's full speech. It's amazing what oh, he it's, says. It's <laughs> absolutely incredible. And it's, it's, it's not a lot to read. So no. please. Um, take a moment to go back and read mm -hmm. that after we're done, you know, not, yeah, not, not right <laughs> now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've got some more to share, but you know, isn't it just like the enemy to be involved in secrets mm -hmm. because that's what these men began doing. They mm -hmm. started, they started meeting secretly Rumors. and, yeah. and, and inducing these men to create lies and say mm -hmm. some things and twist the reality of what Stephen was actually proclaiming right. Uh, right. in that, um, you know, one of the things, uh, well, let's just go back to the rumor. Um, mm -hmm. They tried to conjure up the lie that um, much like probably what Jesus had said in John 2, it was 19 and 21 mm -hmm. about tearing down the temple mm -hmm. and it's not lack of importance. Yeah. But in John 2, it says when Jesus said the temple would be destroyed and in three days he would raise it up again, mm -hmm. that's probably what they were trying to refer back yeah. and call your, your blaspheming. I have yeah. trouble saying that word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blaspheming. Thank yeah. You. So, um, so, you know, the Jews treated Stephen the way they treated Christ. Mm -hmm. And so that's, what's so incredible about Stephen's story right here is how much it really mirrors 
crisis um, persecution mm -hmm. um, in that. Yeah. You know, he had false witnesses, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, they created lies about him yeah. um, and they didn't give him a benefit of the trial. Mm -hmm. And so we learned there that Stephen didn't have that benefit of a trial either, mm -hmm. though mm -hmm. they went in and they, um, these, the, these men, they were going to call him the enemy. Mm -hmm. The enemy came up against Stephen and they went and dragged him. Mm -hmm. So this was no, uh, you're getting served papers and you're going to be at the court and show up at a certain time. No, <laughs> they went and laid their hands on him and they dragged him to the courts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you just kind of have that picture in your mind about being in the court, mm -hmm. um, how intense that can be. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was, you know, the high court, it was yeah. the Jews. And you see that actually in Acts 6, 12. Mm -hmm. I know. And we see this all throughout scripture, especially in the, um, with the early church, these persecutions, this time mm -hmm. of persecution that, you know, they were proclaiming the truth of the gospel and they were being persecuted for it. And I think it's so important for us to remember as American Christians that this mm -hmm. is happening around the world. I still. was just thinking that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. There is a significant portion mm -hmm. of God's church mm -hmm. that is persecuted daily. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the courage that it takes to, to stand for, firm in the faith when they're facing so many real um, scary things <laughs> for believing yeah. Jesus. Um, so important to uplift those people in prayer. I think um, as Christians, they're right. part of our, they're part of our family. Well, we've got to be careful out of sight, out of mind mentality. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. we, we've got to ask God. Um, we sh probably should ask God to um, help us be mindful mm -hmm. and not forget the sight and mm -hmm. put yourself in their shoes. Cause mm -hmm. it's true. I mean, we, we know, we know personal people, we know people that are connected with those that are persecuted mm -hmm. and it's, it's a real deal. It mm -hmm. isn't just, you know, something that we're saying, mm -hmm. the church is still being persecuted. Yeah. Um, but it might not just be on the news Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in front of you. Yeah. Um, a resource I really love is voice of the martyrs. It's a website. Oh, yeah. You can sign up for emails, from them mm -hmm. it just really helps you keep that mindset of like this this is really happening mm -hmm. and i need to uplift my brothers and sisters in christ and don't they have a prayer strategy they do yeah i think they that. can so email on to you yeah. yeah so that's good i think it's a really important thing to remember mm -hmm. it's easy to forget um like right. you said yeah but yeah. i was what you used a word stand firm uh, you mm -hmm. know and just mm -hmm. just thinking about that um yeah. i had thought about it as well when i was doing a study so I've got a couple of scriptures. One comes from 1 Corinthians 16, 13. It says, be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, be men of courage, mm -hmm. be strong. Mm -hmm. And in Philippians 1, 27, only let, and this is Paul talking to the Philippian church, mm -hmm. only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And so we know that Stephen was described as a man of character because mm -hmm. we saw the requirements of being a deacon. And that's in first Timothy, um, I think chapter three, where it talks more about the, the role of the deacon. But um, we also see Stephen's courageous calm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, he stood, he was bold, a bold witness as he talked about, mm -hmm. um, you know, throughout chapter seven, he's talking about old Testament characters of people in the old Testament and, um, really talking, really confronting the people of how, um, Israel, God sent these messengers to Israel and time and time again, they would just blow them off, just, yes. you know, ignore them. And so I think, um, 
that really got the crowd more riled up because they started feeling a little bit of conviction. It did maybe. because he spoke God's word. Yeah, of you course. Know, yes. God's words are yes. alive and active. Yes. And I thought, you know, why don't we read a little bit mm -hmm. from the scripture um, just yeah. leading up before Stephen's actually put to death. Mm -hmm. But so um, what Stephen is doing is he's defending himself with God's word and mm -hmm. he's standing on his ground in the faith. Mm -hmm. um, and he, you know, he uses the sword of the spirit, which we look at and reflect Ephesians 6, 17 and Hebrews 4, 12. Mm -hmm. And it's then that they are convicted, yeah. what we're talking about yeah. right there. Yeah. But what he's done is like you were saying, um, he was taking the, this all the way from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and just all, all the way through mm -hmm. and then starts talking about um, John. Joshua and then David. And then at that point, he brings up Solomon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so this is where we pick up in Acts 7, uh, verse 47. It says, but it was Solomon who built a house for him. Remember what he was being accused mm -hmm. of, mm -hmm. you know, um, about um, blaspheming the, the temple. The temple. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in verse 48, however, the most high does not dwell in houses made up by human hands, as the prophet says, and he's referring to Isaiah. Heaven is my throne and earth is the footstool of my feet. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what place is there for my repose? What, what, was it not my hand which made all these things? And then he says, <laughs> I, lo yeah. I, love, yeah. I love what he said. He's just being so courageous and honest. Mm -hmm. You men who are stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, uh, are always resisting the Holy Spirit. And that's key. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're resisting the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It wasn't that the Spirit was rejecting or resisting them. They were resisting him. Mm -hmm. And you are doing just as your fathers did. Mm -hmm. And so that's his whole point. You know, um, that, you know, ultimately, um, they were disobedient. Mm -hmm. the, you know, their father's fathers were disobedient mm -hmm. and falling through and trusting God. Mm -hmm. And they were doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's like sinners today. Mm -hmm. And then on um, 52, and I'm going to end at 53, which one of the prophets, prophets did your fathers not persecute? They killed those who had previously announced the coming of the righteous one, whose betrayers and murderers you have now become. Mm -hmm. You who received the law as ordained by angels and yet did not keep it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I know I think back to those verses where, you know, um, Jesus is saying, you know, they're persecuting you, but really they're persecuting me. And I, mm -hmm. I think that of Stephen, you know, um, it wasn't his message that they didn't like. They didn't like the message that God was speaking through Stephen. Right. So it really, it caught him off guard. It really, um, they didn't like it. It made him feel bad, made him not feel good in it their did. heart. It so. did. And I think sometimes we've got to be careful, you know, if, if, we want to have a discussion and get our point across and mm -hmm. we use the word we've got to use caution with that because we can't just go we should not go and select the word that suits what i want to convey mm -hmm. and it be taken out of context from what god yeah. actually intended right. i see that happen all the time okay. especially on facebook now mm -hmm. yeah. and it's just grabbing the scripture out and plastering on there right. it's like okay i'm i'm just gonna let my voice be known mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, there's this heart check that we ought to take. Mm -hmm. Am I just, do, do I just want to be right? Mm -hmm. Or am I striving to bring them into repentance through the word? Right. Am I striving to point back 
them back to Christ? Am I striving to glorify God? Or have I really made this thing, you know, I'm going to show you what I know and I'm going to prove that you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were actually just having a conversation about this with our son, our oldest, okay, our 10 year old. Yeah. We were talking about context and how it's so important to know the word of God and, and what it says. And that should be our truth basis, not our opinion. And then us going to find something to support what we mm -hmm. think is right. Mm -hmm. But it should be the other way around. We go to the word to know what's right. And then that word, the God, God right. supports that through his word. And so I think that's so important when we go into any, um, any conversation and especially during this time where, you know, you could be involved and have opinions about so many different things in the climate that we're living <laughs> in this. Yeah. Um, so I think it's so important always to base your thoughts in the truth of God's word mm -hmm. and how can we do that? We do that through studying his word. So I think that's so important as, it we, is. as we talk. It, it made me think of this. Uh, um, it's okay. So there's this phrase, if you don't have a dog in the fight, you ought not be in the fight. Uh -huh. So it, you know, kind of that's, that's a JD phrase a little bit, but <laughs> Proverbs 26, 17, think about it this way. Like one who takes a dog by the ears is he who passes by in metals. Hello. Mm -hmm. Metals with strife not belonging to him mm -hmm. so in other words to do so immediately creates disturbance mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so that's that's a proverb i just wanted yeah. to throw in there yeah <laughs> i think that's so good and then the proverbs 10 19 when there are many words transgression is unavoidable mm -hmm. but he who restrains his lips is wise mm. i love that word restrain i think that's so mm -hmm. it's so important even if you have an opinion you know think thinking pausing and saying you know is it is this worth fighting for mm -hmm. there there are a few things mm -hmm. that are worth fighting for mm -hmm. standing for the truth um but there are a lot of things that are not as important and we can really just cause strife with each other right, um right. and so i think knowing when to restrain yourself, when to <laughs> exercise Rest, yeah, restraint. Restrain, <laughs> yes. go back, pause, yes. sit in the corner, sit in town out, whatever you got to yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> and be still before the Lord, mm -hmm. breathe it through and do not react. But when you're ready, if God approves and leads you, respond. Because mm -hmm. there's a difference between, I've said it before, responding and reacting. Mm -hmm. Reacting is when we can just go off on the mouth yeah. and we want to be right. Yeah. Responding is, is, is something that we've really processed. We've prayed through it. Well, mm -hmm. we had, mm -hmm. we prayed through it. Yeah. Um, but there's only certain things that, you know, um, that we should, really be in the you know in there digging and defending the lord yeah. um so yeah but i would love for us if you don't yeah. mind carolyn reading it. um picking mm -hmm. up in act seven read 54 all the way to 60 yeah, about i will stephen's um account of being put to death yeah so this is this is <laughs> wow it's just yeah. good stuff right here yeah so i'm in verse 54 it says now when they heard these things they were enraged and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at, them, at him. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid, their, laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as he was stoning Stephen, he called as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling at his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against him. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. 
And I'm going to read verse um, one from chapter eight. Yes. It says, and Saul yes. approved of this execution. Um, so, wow. If y'all know a little bit about the story to follow Saul, you know, this character, we see Saul, who is known as Paul later on at the stoning of Stephen. But let's go back to, to the beginning here of, of Stephen um, being stoned. There's so many amazing things that happened during this time. Um, And, you know, it's such a tragedy. It's, it's such a a hard thing to see a a person martyred. He was our first, the first martyr. Um, Mm -hmm. But wow, Jesus standing at the right hand of God, that really stood out to me because we'll see all throughout scripture. I wrote down several, um, Mark 16, 19 says, so then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken with them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. So that's right after Jesus ascended to heaven. Um, Luke twenty two sixty nine 69 says, but from now on, the son of man shall be seated at the right hand of the power of God. And all throughout scripture, there are tons more that too many to list. It says Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. That's really what we see all throughout scripture, except in this part at the stoning of Stephen. It says Jesus is standing at the right hand of God, and he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Um, now, we know the scripture does not say why Jesus was standing. Right, right. Um, to me, it really stands out that it, it, it's stated twice here. So I think it's an emphasis in the scripture that Jesus was standing. We want the standing. answer to this. Yes, <laughs> we want the answer. It's we're, different. So, we, yeah. so, you know, yeah. oftentimes scripture causes us to ask the questions, well, why? Why mm-hmm. is he standing? And that's, I think that's yes. what it's meant to do. And yes. we're to continue to search and then sometimes realize there's not an answer. It's so you answer. just wonder, that's just right. maybe. That's right. And so several different um resources I found, one of them said maybe he was uh, standing to kind of receive Stephen into heaven. Um, like he's the good and faithful servant kind of receiving Stephen um, or to defend Stephen or a little bit of both or seeing um, Jesus as the judge of the people stoning Stephen and then the advocate for Stephen. I love that. I oh, think I that's that beautiful. Right there. Yeah, that's but um, like we said, we don't know. It doesn't say mm-hmm. exactly why Jesus was standing, but mm-hmm. I think the emphasis is there and I think it's really interesting to consider. Um, but also who was there? Saul. I love that because, um, you know, in verse 60, Stephen said, just like the Lord Jesus said on the cross, Lord, do not hold this sin against him. And then he said that he fell asleep. And, um, we just see that prayer answered through the life of Paul. Um, if you look just a chapter over in Acts nine, um, verse 28, it says, And so he went in and out, he is Paul, went in and out among them at Jerusalem, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. And so in between the time of Stephen being stoned, we see Saul being converted, meeting the Lord Jesus on the road to Damascus, Mm -hmm. and then now preaching the word of God boldly. He had once persecuted the church. He was witnessing um, Stephen being killed. It says Saul approved of his execution. And now this transformation of into Paul, who, you know, is one of the most um, famous and amazing missionary, Christian missionaries for the Lord um, that we see throughout the New Testament. So, um, wow, what an answer to prayer and seeing how that, Stephen's death. I love that that. insight. That's that's a a fulfillment of that. That is is just really good. Yeah. Um, And his death also fueled the church too, mm -hmm, you know, that, mm -hmm. that persecution of Stephen really caused a wave of persecution among the early believers, but with that persecution caused a spread of the church, people were scattered. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and faced a great deal of hardship, but with, as they scattered, they took the gospel with them. And so the church grew. Um, and so that's so amazing to see how God used the death of Stephen and to spread that. I, it's yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's good stuff right there. And, and as you were sharing that, I was also thinking about um, Stephen's faith mm -hmm. as he stood there and it foretells for me about his relationship with God mm -hmm. because he's under that kind of persecution. I mean, he's being stoned. Mm -hmm. Let's just get wrong. I mean, he's, he's getting knocked out, you yeah. know, upside the head with rocks and yeah. these people were vile. I mean, they mm -hmm. even took their coats off yeah. and laid them at the feet. They were yeah. like, let me shed this off. Cause I'm ready to, you know, yeah. take you yeah. down. And so he was, I don't know how many, but I imagine many people mm -hmm. were doing this and yet his heart was for them, mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. himself. Mm -hmm. And then the Holy Spirit opened up his eyes, that, like so he can see through the window of heaven, mm -hmm. if you will, and see God and see Jesus, you know, being an advocate glory. in his yes, glory, yes. being able to see that. Yeah. And it's it's just the relationship that I'm hung up on here mm -hmm. of what the relationship ha had to have been cultivated mm -hmm. before that moment mm -hmm. and so it made me think also the trials that you and i go through mm -hmm. if we don't work on cultivating our relationship right. and security and trust in christ now yeah. when those really hard times we might have thought we've already been some some hard times and i'm and we have i'm sure we have mm -hmm. but we don't know what the whole tomorrow holds mm -hmm. and so we need to be intentional to cultivate our relationship our intimacy with god mm -hmm knowing him having a faith that is grounded in the word and in belief in, in who he is. Mm -hmm. So when that day comes, because look at Corona world, I mean, you just, you there's, yeah. Yeah. it's just flipped this upside mm -hmm. down in mm -hmm. so many ways. And so having that foundation mm -hmm. will help us weather that storm. And wouldn't it be a beautiful sight <laughs> to mm -hmm. be a Stephen, not being martyred. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, advocating all that but i'm saying to be a stephen in the midst of our hardship whatever our hardship being stephen going they're my accusers this is a difficult situation but my eyes are fixed on you jesus yeah. and my help comes from you yeah. and i'm going to glorify you even in the midst of this hardship mm -hmm. and that's what i mean being like a stephen mm -hmm. of having his eyes fixed on him mm -hmm. and let the Lord do a work within us to be able to weather that and, and to be able to sustain that. Yeah. So I just, the relationship is just a big deal about so Stephen I see in here too. Yeah. And we saw how he was described as a man of character. So we know mm -hmm. that he was developing that relationship and then just seeing like that confidence in, in who mm -hmm. he was in Jesus. Like he, he really exuded a peace during this chaotic and really frightening time mm -hmm. at the end of his life. Um, it just really speaks to that confidence where, where he put his focus and uh, who his confidence was in. That was right. in Jesus. And it was an instant. It was an instant. It made me think of myself going, you know, usually and immediately I'm, I'm a hot mess. I'm just like, oh, yeah, like yeah. and then I go into confidence. Oh, reacting. Yes, yes, reacting. yes, yes, yes. So I would yep. love to just kind of step right into yeah. that confidence. Uh -huh. but, yeah. As I was doing study too, I, I found something um, in Psalms uh, is a, uh, yeah, Psalms one twelve, a couple of verses in there that thinking about the Old Testament and then the, the psalmist wrote this and knowing that we're talking about the New Testament here, you know, all those years of difference. I just kind of wanted to bring that to y'all. Um, it's Psalms uh, one twelve, verse four. It says, 
Light arises in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious and compassionate in righteousness. And then Psalms 112, 6 through 8. For he will never be shaken. The righteous will be remembered forever. He will not fear evil tidings. His heart, catch that, his heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is upheld. He will not fear until he looks with satisfaction on his adversaries. Mm -hmm. And then verse 10, the wicked will see it and be vexed. He will, um, they will gnash his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked will perish. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the picture just, yeah, yeah. from the Old Testament and New Testament in a, in a Psalm there. And mm -hmm. actually it was just my quiet time this morning, yeah. just to be honest with you. And I was just like, oh my goodness. That plays right just, out. It, it, it does. Season. It yeah. does. Yeah. And just the common thread and the consistency throughout the Bible mm -hmm. uh, when we talk about different people and the themes and mm -hmm. God's hand and his glory yeah. and where we see him in it. It's just always, always yeah. consistent. Yeah. And I love that. I love that I love too. that about our God. That's why it's so yeah. important. Any story that we study to look for God mm -hmm. in that story, he's mm -hmm. all throughout this, this mm -hmm. word. And so just knowing that he's that same unfaithful mm -hmm. when we're unfaithful, God, right. like he's unchanging. Um, so no matter what circumstance or, or situation we're going through, he is the faithful God. Mm -hmm. So if we have confidence in him and our focus in him, um, that's all that matters. It is. It is. And I think some of the things that we can kind of take away from this too is an application aspect of, mm -hmm. um, we've talked a little bit about application throughout our talk, but I was thinking about, um, doing a self-evaluation, mm -hmm. self-evaluation of your character, mm -hmm. self-evaluation on, are you a reactor or a responder? Mm -hmm. um, are you on social media trying to be right or glorifying God? Mm -hmm. What is your heart made of and purpose? Mm -hmm. um, perhaps you need to start pausing and putting yourself in timeout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sometimes we do need to take that <laughs> moment away from mm -hmm. stuff because it's easy to respond with our emotion. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we do need to kind of say, I need mm -hmm. to step away. I need to right. step back and just really focus on what I know is true and, right. you know, get that perspective. Right. And I think as Christ followers, one time or another in, your, in our lives, there's going to be false witnesses, mm -hmm. just like Jesus had, just like Stephen had. Mm -hmm. um, there's going to be accusations. There's going to be rumors. And the reality, how are you, how are you in your character and in your integrity going to walk that out? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, are you, are you going to speak God's word as the sword against the enemy? Yeah. Or are you going to walk in your flesh and go to battle without yeah. any armor on? Yeah. You know, so, and the last thing is, is um, I would encourage us all to continue to cultivate our relationship with Christ yeah. and just walk that out, knowing that whatever's to come in the future, mm -hmm. because of that foundation, in your relationship, no matter what happens, Christ is going to help you through it. Yeah. N not, not necessarily remove it or remove you. Mm -hmm from it, but he's going to always help you through it. So mm -hmm. I think that's, we have hope in that. We do. It's his promise. We do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cultivating that relationship and, and mm -hmm. preparing for battle. Like we're mm -hmm. in a, a spiritual battle, not just a physical battle. So, right. um, yeah, seeing each day as a preparation for what's to come, I think mm -hmm. it's really important and it kind of gives right. you a sense of urgency and, um, 
even more important than spending that time with the Lord. So that's yeah. good stuff. I so. And I think as we wrap up, uh, you mentioned to me before we got started yeah. that you had a, a really cool oh, story yes. yeah. to share that just kind of, sure it's just, it just has to be shared. So yeah. <laughs> we'll, well do that and, and pray and then we'll yeah. be done. Well, um, many of you know, Jim Elliott, he was a, a missionary with his family. He's a young man. Um, they went to Ecuador to minister along with the Aka people. Um, and so in 1948, there was a journal entry that he entered and he said, I seek not to live a long life, but a full one like you, Lord Jesus. And then um, later on years passed and like Stephen, Jim Elliott and his four friends were called on January 8th, 1956 to um, eternity as they were slain by the people that they were seeking to reach. Um, and just kind of like what we saw played out in Acts 8, um, their death kind of spread the gospel among the Aka people. And so many of the Aka people are now Christians. And um, the verse Revelation 2.10 just came to mind. Um, Be faithful unto death and I will give you a crown of life. So just like we saw Stephen's death kind of fuel the growth of the church. Um, that happened among the Aka people with Jamiliot's death. They, they killed Jamiliot and uh, his missionary uh, partners, but the gospel spread among them. And, you know, now many of them are serving the Lord. So um, just a really a neat bridge to kind of see how, how, I love it. how yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And how the martyrs, um, how God uses that, the tragedy of martyrdom to kind of spread the gospel. Um, it's not in vain. God used their life. So Right. And what you're going through is not in vain if That's you right. let God use that That's in right. your life. So yeah. be open to letting him use that. That's right. So yeah. Let's, let's wrap up Stephen right. in prayer and um, if you'll join us. Father God, thank you so much for your word. How powerful it is, is that we saw in Stephen using it as a sword of the spirit, Lord, to, to rebuke the enemy because your word is so powerful. And Lord, help us know your word and memorize it and have it etched on our heart so we can be like Stephen and use your word to um, further uh, the truth and to be able to stand firm in uh, what we experience in this world today, whatever that looks like for every individual that is listening to this. So God, I just pray that you use what you've laid on our heart, uh, first and foremost, to glorify yourself, God, because this is all about you. And uh, we pray that we've done an ample job of even just scratching the surface, that is, of speaking about your glory, your goodness, and where we see you in uh, Stephen's life. And, and the fact that we can glean from it going, you're the same God uh, as you were with Stephen and that you are for us now, Father. So help us be faithful to uh, cultivate our relationship with you more intentionally. And Lord, for those... Um, that struggle uh, with their faith, those that struggle with temper in their tongue, and those that struggle with um, defending themselves through your word. God, I pray that you shore them up and that you would reveal to them um, that if they would just work con uh, consistently and intentionally uh, abiding in your word and in you, that Lord, you will show them the path that you will hold their hand and help them through all of this for your name's sake, Lord. We love you and give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you See for you joining later. us. Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.